Howdy y'all, and welcome to the Big Sky Cowgirl podcast. My name is Bailey Ostrom, and I am your host. This podcast is all about agriculture, Western fashion, my life, and more. Whether you are in the industry, wanting to get into it, or maybe just want to learn more about agriculture, you are welcome here. So grab some coffee, settle in, and let's go y'all. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all having a great week. My week has been a little stressful. School is really picking up as we are only a few weeks away from the end of the semester. I had a professor assign a giant group project last week that is due after Thanksgiving. He is one of my favorite professors this semester, but I really wish he had given it to us sooner. It is a lot of work to only do in about three weeks, which is on top of the other two group projects I already have, plus every other assignment and exam coming up. I also did not do well on a microeconomics exam that I felt really good about after I took it, so that's had me a little bit down. I opened up the score while I was sitting in another class, and it was very hard not to start crying. My eyes did start watering a little bit. And when I say I didn't do very well on it, I mean that I got a 58%, which is a D, so I basically failed the exam. And to make matters worse, I really studied for it, and it was also an open notes exam, So, you know, having that as an option, and I even used my notes and I still did that bad, just really does not make me feel great. Now, I did actually already register for classes for the spring, and I'm really happy with the schedule that I got. The one downside is I do have an 8 a.m., but it's only once a week on Fridays, and that class goes till a 1050 I think so it's about a three-hour class but I'll be done by 11 a.m. on Fridays which will be nice and I also will have Monday and Wednesday completely off no classes I have never had a schedule where I had a day without classes so even if these classes aren't super hard it is going to be nice to have that break and it will be an easier semester Thanksgiving break is only two weeks away, and I am very excited to get to go home and see my family. I haven't seen my family since August, plus it will be nice to have a whole week off of classes, even though I will probably still have to do homework during the break. I have been trying to get more into cooking and baking. In the past, I have taken cooking classes both in high school and college, and while I'm really great in the class, cooking at home is, let's say, not as great but I am really putting in the effort and I am getting better. This week I made pumpkin loaves for the very first time and they turned out great. I actually only needed half the can of pumpkin puree because I bought one of the big ones and even just that half made two loaves. So I used the other half to make an additional two loaves and I took that to my morning class on Tuesday to share with everybody and they all loved it and that made me feel really good. I think one of the things that I enjoy about baking so much is sharing it with other people and kind of getting that validation of them being like, oh, this is good. And I would definitely say I'm better at baking than I am at cooking. So I'm going to continue to do that and we'll probably talk about it more in the future. Now, today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome in the agriculture industry. The actual definition of imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. To further define it, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you are out of place. 
No matter how much knowledge, experience, or achievements you have, you will never feel like you belong or deserve it. I think that the agriculture industry is one that gets hit with this syndrome a lot. I know many people who have felt its impact, and I myself have been a victim of it. I think it's an important topic to talk about and combat, so I will be sharing my own experience with this syndrome and also how we can fight it. As previously stated, I didn't get a start in agriculture till high school. My grandpa and great-grandpa started our family's ranch, CNH Ranches, long before I was born. It started as a sheep ranch, but moved to cattle and horses when my grandpa took over. The C stands for Cornelius, and the H is Hubert, which is my great-grandpa and grandpa's names. Growing up, I spent every summer there until the fourth grade when my grandpa passed away. His birthday was actually this past Thursday, and it's really sad to think about the fact that it's been over 10 years now since he passed away. Now, the ranch is still my absolute favorite place. I would love to go take a weekend adventure up there, but I definitely want to wait for the house to be fixed so I could actually, you know, spend the night there. But it is in my plan for the future to go live there, at least until I figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life or maybe live there permanently, but we will have to see. But as I said, it wasn't until high school that I finally discovered agriculture and actually wanted to be a part of it. Since joining the ag industry, I have gained more knowledge and experience, whether it was through FFA, college, cattle women, or just my own desire to learn. I know that there's still a lot more that I need to learn, and that's okay. It is a goal to continue to work towards and one that I will have till the day I die. As I have said, the agriculture industry is vast and always changing, so there will never be a time where we stop having to learn. Before I get into my own experience, I want to share some of the research that I have found on imposter syndrome. Since this is a podcast, I will tell you what my sources are and will put the links in the episode bio in case anybody wants to check them out. The following information is from mcleanhospital.org. Women appear to be the most impacted by imposter syndrome. Those with the syndrome are likely to latch on to negative feedback and also disregard any compliments that are given to them. Having imposter syndrome can be detrimental in relationships. This is because if your partner gives you a compliment and you disregard it, they then feel disregarded. So whether we believe it or not, it's important to say thank you for a compliment That way, that person gets to feel happy and also not disregarded. Now, men and women react differently to this syndrome. Women go towards that fear and work harder as if they are trying to prove themselves even more, whereas men kind of move away from it and any negative feedback can really affect them. There is also no one cause for imposter syndrome. For me, I get imposter syndrome at random times. It definitely happens when I'm doing something that I feel might be beyond my knowledge and skills. For example, I volunteered at Cow Camp, which is a kids' ag education camp that was in collaboration with the Montana Farmers Union. As a volunteer, we hosted a small workshop for the kids to walk around and learn about. Our workshop was split in half, where one side taught meat evaluation using a 3D carcass and other learning tools, and the other half was feed rationing, where we taught them all about cattle feed and its different components. Now, I knew nothing about either side, but I decided to teach the feed station. At first, it was hard because I knew very little, but by the time we were a few groups in, I felt like we had it down. Now, 
parents and kids both were asking questions and their questions made me feel like they thought that I knew what I was talking about, whereas I felt like a fake trying to answer these questions. There were things with this workshop that I did understand, like, for example, we brought up the MyPlate, which I have been through many nutrition classes and knew about it very well, and one of the other girls kind of taught me some things, but even then, trying to answer their questions, I felt like I had no right to be answering them. But I'm not one to make up information, so if I really didn't know an answer, I would tell them that. But I always phrase it in a way of, well, I'm not really sure, but we could definitely look into that. Which is something I learned in FFA while competing in prepared public speaking, was if you get asked a question and you don't know the answer, answer it in a way that says, you know, I don't know that specifically, but I will do that research. Or here's what I do know. Another thing that's really hard is being the president of an agriculture club. I've experienced those who are younger than me feeling like they're better than me or know more since they've been in the industry longer, and I've also been made to feel like the work I put in isn't valued, which really makes those feelings worse. I didn't start this year as president, I was actually the vice president, but our president decided to step down and so I stepped into her place. And even though I didn't start here, I felt like I had earned my position. Out of everybody who is in the club at the moment, I am the only person who served as an officer last year, and arguably I've put in the most time, energy, and effort. And so I feel like I have earned the position that I'm in. But some of the others feel like I don't deserve it, and I have really been treated by them as if I am less than them. Because even though I am a year older, because I am the oldest member in the club, they have been in the industry longer than me. And so they have treated me kind of horribly as if I don't deserve this position and they're better than me because I know less than them. But I've put in a lot of effort and so that's really hard. And even though that's the experience that I've been getting from them, I in turn still am the welcoming and supportive person to every other member because, again, I think it's very important that we support one another, especially those who are wanting to get into the industry. And so even though they maybe don't think I deserve it, I'm not going to take what they've treated me as and do that onto the others. I am going to stick to my morals and values and still treat the others as I would hope to be treated. Now, sometimes I feel like no matter how much I learn and experience, it will never be enough. I have made the decision to take more ag classes, but I also spend a lot of my free time doing my own learning. I like to listen to podcasts, YouTube videos, and also TikToks to learn more every day. But even though I put in all this effort, sometimes it feels like it isn't enough. This, of course, is something that I am working on. Whether you've been in the industry your whole life or only recently joined, imposter syndrome can hit anyone at any time. It's important to remember that not everyone shares the same experiences and knowledge, so there is no one right answer to what you should have experienced. If you've lived your whole life in agriculture or you just got started today, there is always more to learn and experience. Now let's talk about how to combat imposter syndrome. Again, from the same source as above, 
Therapy can be beneficial both one-on-one and in group settings. Now, I know not everyone is into therapy, but do keep in mind it is an option. I used to be the type of person where I didn't want to go to therapy because I don't know if I necessarily thought that it was like weak to have to go, but I definitely felt like I didn't necessarily deserve to go in the sense of I'm not, you know, having enough issues that it warrants being there. But last year I did go through some stuff and my doctor was like, you should probably go see one of the school counselors. And so I did. For eight weeks, I went and talked to him and it was very beneficial, I will say. And I definitely got over my viewpoint of I should not be in therapy right now. But I think another thing that kind of plays into that also is with mental health. I have depression and anxiety and... I think I always felt like I wasn't warranted in having it because I would compare myself to others and would say, well, my depression and anxiety isn't as bad as theirs. And that means that mine is less than. It isn't real and I am not warranted in having these feelings. So I think it's really important that if, you know, you kind of feel that way, try it out, go to therapy, but I'm not saying you have to. Just remember that it is an option. Now, the most important tip that they shared, though, is to open up, and this means to anyone. There is this belief with imposter syndrome that you are the only person suffering from it, and it's also shameful, so we keep it inside. But it's important to share these feelings with others for a few different reasons. One, they might be feeling the exact same way, and it will be nice to have somebody to connect with. But you can also get support from them, and even if you don't, it might just feel good to feel heard. Another thing to remember is make sure to accept positive feedback. I myself am guilty of this. When I went to the hospitality conference, I was taking care of everyone. I held people's phones, I picked up trash, I kept an eye on everyone. I was always joking that I was the designated sober person because since I was underage, I was not drinking, but most everybody else was overage. So I was, you know, keeping track of everybody, making sure they were all safe and everything. And there was a lot of other things, but while we were there, both my professor and also my fellow classmates, they were all constantly complimenting me. There was actually one time where we were at the outdoor pool and some of them had brought their own alcohol. So when they were done, they put the empty cans just around the edge of the pool to pick up later. And I actually went ahead and just picked them up and threw them away. So when we had moved to the inside pool, my professor said, oh, make sure you guys go pick up those cans. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. I already did it. And she looked at me and she goes, Bailey, why are you so perfect? And my initial thought was, well, I'm not perfect. And I even said that. And it was just every other compliment I was given, it's hard to accept because I feel like I don't deserve those compliments. I also kind of have a goal of complimenting at least three people each day, but I find it hard to accept the compliments myself. And the final tip that they have is to make sure that you talk about yourself in a positive manner. If you put yourself down constantly, others might also, but you will always feel like you aren't good enough. This was something that my mom told me once was if you constantly talk about yourself in a negative way, other people are going to view you the same. And 
you're kind of making it okay for those people to talk about you in that way. So whether you believe it or not, you should talk about yourself in a positive tone because maybe one day you will believe it. Now, the final tip that I have comes from last episode. Remember that just because you may have less experience and knowledge than someone else, don't tell yourself that your desire to learn or what you've already achieved means less. In fact, I think it's harder to learn something you didn't grow up in, and that is so impressive and it's something you need to be proud of. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've suffered from imposter syndrome, know that you are not alone. If you need someone to talk to, please feel free to reach out through Insta or email, which will both be in the episode bio. Next week, we'll be talking about social media and its impact and uses in agriculture. I hope to see you next week, and remember that you can reach out to me at any time. I am here for anyone and everyone.